Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, well, welcome back, Solar Warriors, Climate Champions. This is another Tactical Tuesday here on Suncast. These are conversations with subject matter experts designed to give you practical tools, tips, and advice for building your solar business or career and grow with us in this clean energy revolution here on Suncast. If Thursdays are thoughtful insights into the who of the industry, consider this the what, when, how, where, the tools of the trade, if you will. And very often, as is today, we bring you content from one of our many live broadcasts and trainings. This one in particular is coming to you from the most recent live event that we've held, which is RE+, where we partnered with the conference to bring the Power Up Media Zone to life. At the Media Zone, we interviewed industry thought leaders, personalities, executives, and founders to glean their insights about the current trends and where the industry is going. This is one such interview, and I know you are going to love it. And if you're new here, I would hope that you will subscribe to the show. I hope that we earn your attention and trust after today's conversation. Of course, you can find more than 525 additional founder stories and startup advice over in our catalog of back conversations at mysuncast.com. You will also find all of the conversations that we streamed live from the Power Up Media Zone over on YouTube. If you just search Suncast Media or if you just put in to YouTube the channel marker for Suncast Media, it's all one word, Suncast Media, you will certainly find our channel and become one of our more than 1,000 subscribers to that channel as well. For now, let's get down to business and tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, with another practical, tactical, live conversation from RE Plus here on Suncast. We are back live again from the Power Up Media Zone. My name is Nico Johnson, and uh, we are... Live from the show floor here at RE+. Plus. If you're watching live on Suncast.Live, thank you for tuning in. You can bookmark Suncast.Live if you're walking around the show floor and want to watch this, but you're on your way to a meeting. Well, bookmark it, and you can watch us wherever you are over your lunch break or however it is that you consume the content on the show floor as you're going about your busy show experience. I want to thank our sponsors, Fluence, who is our presenting sponsor, Sungro and Tiger, who are our streaming sponsors, and of course our supporting sponsors, AES, Aurora, SMA, Solreet, and Sungro. We have a plethora of additional sponsors that help us out with our different segments, as you will hear them come up throughout the show. I am joined on the stage today by the CEO of Clean Power Research, Mr. Jeff Ressler, and the product manager for Solar Anywhere, Akanksha Bot. Welcome to the Power Up Media Zone. Thanks for having us, Nico. Is it true, Akanksha, this is your first time on a podcast? Absolutely. This wow. is the first time. Are you nervous? Not really. Good. Excited to talk about all the amazing things we're going to talk about. Excellent. We are going to talk about amazing things. And we're going to make it we're going to try to make it easy for you, Akanksha. You know, we just had a really good conversation with a company that is no stranger to to data, right? And development is a data-driven game. Nobody 
in the industry really does data as well as and as long as clean power research. I'd love to hear a bit from, from you, Jeff. Can you tell us about the heritage of clean power research and how you got into the solar data business to begin with? Sure. So the company's been around since 1998. It was founded by Tom Hoff. He got out of Stanford with a PhD in energy economics focus and began doing consulting, but quickly jumped into software as the utilities and national labs he was consulting with really saw a need to have automation for the algorithms and approaches he was coming up with in, in, in his uh, research. And the software part of the business quickly grew. Um, Tom asked me, we were old friends, he asked me to join him in 2007, and I did. And uh, at that point, Tom had been talking to Dr. Richard Perez out of uh, the University of Albany, SUNY Albany. And Richard had really pioneered some approaches in the late 90s and early 2000s around using remote sensing platforms for solar data, uh, particular satellites, weather satellites. So Tom was sort of amazed by this capability that Richard had come up with in these series of algorithms to understand the watts per meter squared on the ground when you know what the irradiance is uh, you know, coming out, out from the sun. It's, the sun's got to pass, it's going through space, obviously, and then through our atmosphere. And all sorts of interesting things happen as it passes through our atmosphere. And so Tom was sort of flabbergasted that you could even do this, but in testing, you know, found that it was really quite quite accurate and had really amazing possibilities. And so at that point, we decided to productize the data as Solar Anywhere uh, and have an exclusive agreement with Richard and his lab at SUNY, which we've been pleased to fund over these years. Mm -hmm. And we got the initial innovations and algorithm there, and then we built it into a software as a service hosted platform. Uh, and that's been providing data to the industry for, for the last uh, almost 15 years. So we know that historical data, as you just described, is instrumental in being able to accurately build a plant based on forecasts. We finance these projects based on our ability to know not just what the typical meteorological year is, but that extrapolation of how many kilowatt hours we're going to get out of each meter of squared of, of a solar plant. I'd love if you could tell us a bit more about how specifically the data is used in the early stages of the development. I don't know if maybe Akanksha or... Sure, let me, let me tee that off and then we'll let Akanksha get into some of the interesting technical details. So one of the things we have really seen in evolution is, is the change in the data being used sort of primarily in a site prospecting context, historical data, to more real-time and, and forecast operations. So there's, those are the three sort of temporal zones we talked about, past, mm -hmm. current, future. And it turns out that the need for things like forecasts are actually go beyond just an operational context. And certainly that's growing. The need for being able to forecast what a plant's going to produce and feed that forecast into an ISO or utility or somebody that else that cares about that forecast and is relying on you for firm power, for example, is increasingly important. But one of the things we've really expanded our capabilities around recently is the ability to do hind casting and use forecasting mm -hmm. early on in the development stages. And I'll let Akanksha elaborate on that a bit. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So Hindcast is basically a forecast in the historical period of time. So you can assess what the forecast would be for a historical period of time. And what that enables uh, developers to do is look at the accuracy of forecasts and therefore optimize dispatch for their battery storage in a more intelligent way. And uh, the, tying back to Jeff's mention about firm power, you know, solar power purchase agreements, they're increasingly shifting from unit contingent where, you know, power is purchased as it is generated and the, the power producer doesn't have, you know, if he's not able to generate that amount of uh, energy that's 
fine, there's nothing that can be done about it, to firm power. So the solar asset owners need to incur any weather or shape risk that may be associated and guarantee firm power. So we're seeing a lot of hybrid um, energy resources, particularly solar and storage, come online. Uh, It's dominating the interconnection queues. And so the need for uh, accurate forecasts is also being seen at the pre-construction stage rather than when the project is just operational. The integration of the data is, it incorporates, it is a core piece that has to be funneled into just about every developer's process. Can you talk a bit about, as a product, developer, how you think about the inevitability of interfacing both with humans and machines and the kinds of integrations required as developers like AES become more savvy and bring out hybrid plants and are looking for higher resolution. Sure, sure. We've always had a philosophy as software, as a software company of embracing both that human interaction, so a human interacting with a web page to get data, for example, in the context we're talking about here, or a machine doing that interaction. And so in the software world, we talk about APIs, or application programming interfaces. And so we've always had an API for Solar Anywhere. We have APIs for our other products. And we expect machine-to-machine and software-to-software interactions to occur. And you are absolutely right. That is increasingly critical because sophisticated companies like AES have multiple software platforms they're using to do analysis. And they need to get the data in efficiently and process it and get an answer out. At the same time, there's a lot more we can do and have been doing to some degree to make the process not just about data, but also about intelligence. And one of the core aspects of that is something called PVLib. And I'll let Akansha talk a little bit about that as well. So PVLib came out of um, the Sandia National Lab. A couple of researchers started working on this, and it's a a combination of a lot of different PV models. But then pretty soon enough, this became open source, and uh, a lot of other industry peers joined in as well. So it's got got a lot of of research um, in academia and uh, peers from the industry contributing in and has the latest uh, research and models within it. So one thing that we've done is we've uh, collaborated with the PVLib community and the the route that we've taken is more along the lines of collaboration and and really working to improve some of these models and also make it easily accessible to our users. So in a way, it's just easy for them to use this data through these latest and greatest models within PVLib and get some of the intelligence like, what does the the snow loss at my site look like? What does the soiling at my site look like? So something just beyond the uncertainty that comes from irradiance, you can also try and figure out what's the uncertainty from some of the other sources at at your site that can contribute to the, the AC energy uncertainty. Hey, Sunshine. Cloud's got you down. It doesn't have to be that way. Leading solar enterprises around the world are making the most of their investments in Sunshine with Solar Anywhere, the data and intelligence service from Clean Power Research. Whether you're designing or operating solar assets, Solar Anywhere helps you reduce project risk and improve performance benchmarking. Learn more at mysuncast.com forward slash solar anywhere. Have you been curious about utility scale storage? SunGrow's revolutionary liquid-cooled solution is revolutionizing the storage landscape. Its built-in DC-to-DC coupling combined with other features like higher energy density and 3% slower battery degradation make it a robust solution that companies nationwide are choosing. You can learn more about this innovative solution by SunGrow by visiting mysuncast.com forward slash SunGrow. 
Hey family, one quick reminder here that if you haven't yet joined Resource Labs, you are missing out. It is our outstanding community. It's the evolution of Suncast, moving from presentations, you listening to us talk, to conversations, our community involved in conversations as varied as powering Australia, to green hydrogen, to crypto, and so many other things. Our newsroom is full of great insights. The main chat and even our RE Plus Where to Party At channel have been popping off. We've got more than 100 folks enjoying the community, and I would invite you in. You can do that at mysuncast.com forward slash community. Come see how Resource Labs can help you grow your influence, impact, and income. See you inside. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, using this this data and technology is about reducing operational risk and financial risk to the asset owners, right? You mentioned even uh, how do you measure snow uh, and soiling on site. Unfortunately for our friends in Puerto Rico, we have natural disasters that are unavoidable, increasingly so as climate change uh, wreaks havoc around the world. We've got massive wildfires in California. The access to good data helps to mitigate, in many ways, the uncertainty, as I mentioned before, that these asset owners can expect in their financial models. Can you talk a bit about how Clean Power Research specifically is helping these developers and asset owners understand the risks that are assets around the world, not just in Puerto Rico or California, but specific to the increasing and dramatic climate, climatic risks? Right, so uh, I can speak a bit about starting from snow. So we saw the the grid failure for ERCOT, huge blackouts, uh, and the snowstorm hit. Um, you know, if you were if you were operating a, a PD asset and you wanted to know how snow has affected your plant, what would you do? Would you have to wait days to to see uh, how, how the PV generation looked like at your site? And so that's one way that that our data can help. Uh, you know, it's on demand. You can just go in, model, and, and use some of the latest and greatest satellite data to see uh, how much your PV plant is should be producing uh, in a situation like this. At the same time, we've seen an increasing cadence in, in the frequency of um, wildfires. Wildfires have a double impact on, on solar PV production. So it's through smoke, which blocks the solar irradiance from reaching the PV panels, but then it's also through uh, some of the soot and ash depositing on the PV panels and, and causing PV soiling losses. So the way that our data can help is by quantifying what amount of risk your PV project is going to be subjected to because of uh, proximity to wildfires. What does the particulate matter data at your site look like? What does the soiling loss at your site look like? So, so that's the way that, that we're helping are you know helping developers and, and asset owners understand the risk from some of these extreme weather events. And, and that's more of a, a real-time assessment element, or is there a forecasting element to it as well? Right. So it's mostly in the historical time period. You can you can look at how how badly your site was affected by some of these phenomenon. Uh-huh. We you can also look at real-time snow loss information um, and and see like what's your loss in real right. time. And then there's also the segment that we're working on is uh, probably correlating modeled and measured data to see if we can predict further out into the future what the, the probability of these losses may look like at your site. So that's that's something that's that's of interest to developers as well. And increasingly, owners are using this type of data to also understand cleaning schedules. Okay. Exactly. And, uh, and they're certainly you know, now cognizant of, of the wildfire issues we've had in the West, especially over the last three to five years. They're, in some cases, changing the cadence of those yeah. schedules versus what they had before. And I would have to imagine that as we, as we progress 
and I don't know how available this data is, maybe that's part of the question, developers are going to be asking, hey, can we see projections of what this site that I'm considering tying up for interconnections might incur on, uh, in future wildfire damage or, or danger and future uh, calamities? Yeah, the data reflects that. I mean, Conch can elaborate, but the, we keep that historical archive. And so um, sort of consistent with the notion of, of we talked about hindcasting, it's a similar idea as you know, really understand the risk at a site by by assessing sort of all the data uh, there. And, and that the aerosol increase from, from smoke, uh, that's going to show up in the irradiance data. And so that could certainly be something that's investigated. No, Conch, if you want to elaborate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's really hard to predict when extreme weather events are going to occur, but using the data, you can get a better sense of, uh, well, you know, th this is the wildfire, how how much of an impact it's, it's going to have on my PV, uh, PV asset. And then also because model data has a long history, so you can look at the, the long-term averages and, and maybe see how the, the trend is going on at the site. Is it, is it affected by, has it been affected by some of these extreme weather events more mm -hmm. frequently and, and how so, in, in what capacity? So. Yeah. I think one of the fun inter, uh, sort of iterations of product category is we're seeing now, especially in the residential side with companies like Omnidian offering effectively power guarantees to homeowners there's a need for this real-time data. Could you give us some examples of how real-time data is being used to protect consumers? Maybe through your partnership with Omnidian is a good example, but I'm curious, what are some common ways that this is being uh, implemented in the real world, and does it make a difference? How, what, are, what are you seeing an impact? So Omnidian, we, you know, it's been a great partner with us and uh, uses our real-time data. The way they use our real-time data is to understand and you know, uh, benchmark PV performance against expected generations so or whatever was promised to the financier. How do you know what's causing the, the PV uh, underperformance? Is it coming from the insulation data, the radiance data, or is it some other factor like um, snow at the site? And, and uh, that's, that's one way that Omnidian has been leveraging our data to, to benchmark expected performance. Uh, we're also uh, planning on supporting Omnidian in, in a lot of different use cases. So for example, we've seen an increase in bifacial PV technology being adopted not just in utility scale PV, but then also in commercial commercial applications. So being able to model the PV output of some of these newer technologies and see what they, they're going to be generated and then benchmark it against expected generation is something that's uh, that's of key interest and in, in the way that Omnidian can help, Jeff, if you want to add. Yeah, that's, that's been so important that we have a whole product, a sub-product of solar anywhere called System Check that is built around this notion of comparing uh, measured irradiance, if you're a fleet owner, mm -hmm. uh, to to what uh, the satellite expects that to be. And so that's a popular product with companies that... Uh, very well-known companies that own large fleets and need to do things like optimize truck rolls and think about maintenance schedules. And certainly Omnidian is taking that to another level, which is yeah. pretty exciting. Yep. And so we're talking a lot in the latest segment about operational stage uh, sort of utilization of, the, of the, tech, the data and the technology. But in the pre-construction stage, data is used to optimize the ability to right-size systems. Can you talk a bit more about how enterprises are actually using the forecast solar data in other other areas besides operational capacity or, or optimization? So this is a bit the hindcast that mm -hmm. uh, that Akanksha mentioned okay. earlier. So I don't know if 
Akanshi, can you elaborate a little bit about how folks are actually using that? Exactly, yeah. So uh, really, uh, and not just Hindcast, I would also like to mention the sub-hourly uh, data here because mm-hmm. um, what happens is when you, you know, to manage all the variability coming from solar and as more and more solar is coming on the grid, you need to be able to effectively manage this variability on the grid. You need to look at sub-hourly variabilities in the, the solar resource and power distribution and uh, account for those ramps and uh, how battery can provide you know, ramping and smoothing requirements. So to model that, you need a combination of what's the high resolution data at the site. And so we've leveraged the latest generation of Go satellites that now provide data at five minute, 500 meter nominal wow. native resolution. And we're offering that on demand to our users. And so using that data in combination with data and services like Hindcast, which is basically a forecast for the historical period, you can see how accurate is my forecast going to be when I finally incorporate it in the operational stage, enables uh, developers to do two things. First, optimize the design of uh, battery storage so that they're not oversizing the battery and can reduce the capital expenditure on that. And then also optimize the economic, optimize the, the dispatch and make it more economic in the sense that you're saving money on how you're operating these solar and storage plants. Well, Jeff, I remember when we first met, Clean Power Research had established, I'll say more than a beachhead, a real strength and, and strong presence, dominance even in the data market for developers in, in the U.S., and you were expanding down into Mexico and into Latin America and taking the Solar Anywhere product broader. Can you talk a bit about what is new and exciting sort of through the pandemic shift as the company has begun to grow and uh, sort of the next evolution, as it were, of Clean Power Research and the data products that you that you offer? Sure. So, so the product's called Solar Anywhere, and uh, I named the product, so uh, <laughs> it, uh, it needs to go anywhere. And we've really been focused on the North American market for a long time, and then, as you mentioned, expanding into Latin America, Central America, but we're really uh, a, gold, a gold, global and a worldwide uh, provider of data at this point. Uh, and so the, during the pandemic, we've, we've been working on a lot of things, some of which we talked about tonight. So the snow and soiling losses, the PV lib work, there's a lot of new innovations in there. And those innovations really are about taking the data and being able to make more intelligent decisions with it. Uh, again, either as it, interactively, sort of hum, as a human consuming that data or for, for machines and algorithms to consume that data. Uh, through APIs, and so we're taking that that effort uh, globally. We have people internationally now, um, and that's a, a pretty exciting uh, place to be. Yeah, and data and intelligence, both as you mentioned, Jeff, it's not just the solar data, but on-demand access to loss estimates anywhere in the globe. So, is my high is my side affected by? Is it a low soiling side? Is it a high soiling side? That kind of intelligence that they can get out of this data is really critical and valuable to developers and, and financiers. Any, uh, I guess, as a maybe a final point. Any good examples? I know you have uh, an example of a client, Eversource, for example, that is really transforming the way that they are, that they're building out their platform with your data. Could, would you want to give one more final example there? Sure. Uh, Gerhard Walker's here. He's uh, going uh-huh. to have a session uh, uh, today, in fact. Um, in fact, I think it's actually going on right now, <laughs> or he's talking a bit about uh, Eversource's solution. But uh, we are increasingly seeing utilities interested in the solar data and using it to uh, model both owned resources and third-party uh, third-party resources, um, and often in the context of larger sort of uh, DERMS efforts, uh, and that's similar to what uh, to Eversource is doing. And Kongshik may be able to maybe able to elaborate a bit on that. Yeah, so we we've seen most of the uh, the use there for our forecast for DERMS applications, and um, uh, yeah, Eversource is a, is a great example of how how it's been leveraging that. But um, yeah, not much there. Well, it's very exciting to hear that it's not just developers, it is more broadly enterprises and utilities uh, are adopting this technology for 
system supporting system planning, right? Well, it, it is a fascinating topic. It's one that I feel like really doesn't get enough detailed analysis for developers who are just learning the learning the game. You kind of come in and you learn PB Syst, or you learn how to you or you learn to trust your engineers, but you aren't. It's not clear kind of where the data is coming from. It's great to have a conversation with you all today to better understand how it is created and, and to talk with, I think, the leader in the industry for providing this kind of data. The Solar Anywhere brand, as I've told you before, is one that I think is, is brilliant. Also brilliant, I'll note, is the latest uh, campaign that the, that the CPR team has, which is uh, Hey Sunshine. We've got an example here of, uh, one of, their, of one of their T-shirts. If you want one of these fantastic, one of these fancy shirts that say, Hey Sunshine, which I think is awesome, Brilliant Days Ahead, which comes from our title, I would encourage you to find one of the folks wearing a Hey Sunshine shirt and grab it for yourself. Thank you so much, Akanksha. I think you did great on your first interview. Thank you. Yeah, Jeff. (laughs) It's not our our first rodeo. I'm glad to have you back on the show. Thanks much. Yeah, excellent. Thanks, uh, everyone, for taking a chance to listen in. And uh, thank you to Jeff and Akanksha. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's live stream replay from RE Plus Power Up. Media Zone. I want to thank once again the sponsors who helped make the Media Zone possible, in particular Fluence, who is our presenting sponsor, and our wonderful supporting sponsors as well who contributed to the show. Thanks again to RE Plus for trusting us with half of your booth on the show floor. And thanks to each and every one of you who not only showed up here for this replay, but who showed up live on the show floor to help create that audience atmosphere and give us that feedback right from the show floor. I'd love to know what you learned from this conversation. If you'd go to mysuncast.com and click on the episode notes page, you'll find a link to the show notes for this episode right in your podcast player in the description. We always link to it. And in that show notes page, you'll easily find links to all of our social media. Would you take a moment and go on to LinkedIn, find the post that we've made for this episode, and let us know what you thought about this one in particular. I know that the guests would love to hear your feedback and I would love to know how we can make this a more enjoyable experience for you or where exactly this landed and resonated for you. How does this episode help you push forward in your career, your business, your journey in this clean energy revolution? If you want to enjoy even more conversations like this, well, not only do we live stream the whole RE Plus event to our YouTube channel, which is also easily findable there in the show notes page, but we have more than 525 episodes, resources, highlights from all these discussions, along with social media links and each guest's book recommendations, their insights, and so much more over on our website at mysuncast.com. If you've been wondering how you could partner with Suncast, like one of our sponsors did for this live event, or like our many partners throughout the year have partnered on our mini episodes and our custom Tactical Tuesday episodes, or if you'd like to just inquire about potentially having me look at your business through the coaching lens or as an advisor and investor and help scale your clean energy business, well, you could find out how to do more of all of that by going over to mysuncast.com. We try to make it a little easier for you to find the path that meets your needs as you scale your personal and professional journey in the clean energy economy. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.